What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-hosts, Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. And today, as promised, the long-awaited, this is actually part one of our discussion, our hot take, on who is the GOAT of the NBA, greatest of all time. But fellas, before we get into that, I just quickly want to update people um, about the latest news coming out of the NBA. For one, I think it's awesome news. We were talking about this on the last podcast, is that the NBA has come to an agreement along with the Players Union that the season will begin on December 22nd, which means not only you know more money for the NBA, mm-hmm. for the players, for the owners, and all that good stuff, but basketball for us. I think uh, this is the quickest yes. uh, restart of a season between you know for any of the major sports leagues. Um, I think it's been like seventy-one days or something like that from the end of the playoffs up until the start of the new season. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hype. I hope you guys are hyped too because that gives us more content to talk about. <laughs> and aside or along with the you know the the start of the NBA season, of course, there's draft news. Uh, we'll be covering that probably in the next episode, as well as free agency. And one of the latest news coming out for free agency is that the New Orleans Pelicans are uh, shopping Drew Holiday. He is on the trading block. Really quick, I just want to get your guys' opinions. Lawrence, knowing what you know of Drew Holiday, where would you like to see him go? Where do you think is a good fit for him? Um, being a veteran point guard, that's what the Clippers are looking for. I mean, I think he'd be a good fit there. Um, I know it's not like a great option for Giannis, but I think he could also fit well in the Bucks. I mean, those are just two right off the top of the head, but I'm sure there's other destinations that, for him too. You know, that's cool that you mentioned that because I, I, that's the, the two that I've been hearing probably the most mm-hmm. are the Bucks and the Clippers because both need a veteran point guard. Now, wh- where do you think he fits best? Well, my my bias says the Lakers, obviously, because you know I'm I'm really biased towards LeBron winning another ring, and I'll really help LeBron get another ring. But um, if I had to really pick, um, I would really say, based on like what I've been hearing too, I have not been hearing the Bucks and Clippers. I've been hearing the Nets. I've heard that, or the Nuggets. And I've heard Nuggets. Um, yeah, the Nuggets. I think will even be more promising because I think. Jamal Murray can use that leadership, that veteran um, mentoring from Drew Holiday. For the Nets, you kind of have KD and Kyrie already. KD and Kyrie, they'll probably be more, um, probably be more dominant. Drew Holiday will probably have to be like a, like a step back and have like you know, kind of a reserve role. But I think if he's on the Nuggets, I think he'll be a lot more helpful to Jamal Murray, MPJ, you know, helping them kind of grow. Well, you see, you mentioned MPJ, but from what I've been hearing about, if he were or if the the Pelicans were to make a deal with the Nuggets, they would have uh-huh. to get something really, really good in return, right? Like a draft pick alongside Michael Porter Jr. And I don't know if the Nuggets are willing to yeah. pull that trigger. Yeah. Um. You know, same thing with the Clippers. Like, you know, it would have to be a trade. The Clippers don't really have much to offer the Pelicans. There's no draft picks that they can offer because they owe so many draft picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh-huh. Um, the one that makes the most sense to me that actually have pieces that they could trade away would be the Brooklyn Nets, which is kind of scary. If you, but then at, at the same time, you have Kyrie. You're gonna have Kyrie and 
Drew at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if that really makes sense clash. there. Of course, of course, you know, I'm going to be biased. And I, I think he, he, hey, you know, when you put dogs in, you know, with other dogs, you know what I mean? Jeez. You put Drew Holiday, <laughs> you, put, you put Drew Holiday alongside uh, Jimmy Butler, dogs are going to bark. But man, I don't know what's going on, though. What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Gora could come off the bench. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. Oh yeah, and right, it, right, it'd be right, interesting yeah, to so. see because Drew Holiday is such a you know talented perimeter defender. You know he can guard you know one through three, four if he needed to. You know what I mean? Like he he can do it. Yeah, you know, I, I would love to see that on a Miami Heat squad. But the downside <laughs> would be Miami would have to give up something like a Tyler Hero. That works. And if they were to make the trade for Drew Holiday, it would hurt their chances, cap space wise, in getting Giannis for next summer. Oh, true. But we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It's really exciting. Uh, I, I mean, like I Drew mean, Holiday. Tyler Hero, Hero already has a song about him. Um, so I'm not sure if he can uh, if he can move from South Beach. You're talking you guys, about you uh, Jack Harlow? Yeah. 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 Jack, he has Jack a Harlow. song named after him. Tyler yeah, Hero. I, yeah. Crazy, but yeah. yeah, anyways. Before we move on, just real quick, imagine if Drew Holiday went back to the Sixers. Absolutely. Wait, I heard that the Sixers might pursue James Harden. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did hear about that. Maury. Yeah, but then... You guys think it was going to happen? But the Rockets shut that down already, that they said they're not going to trade him. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dang, I think they're, they're set, but <laughs> I think it'd be interesting, Drew Holiday back with the Sixers. I don't know what the Sixers would give the Pelicans in return, but... Definitely not Ben Simmons or uh, Joel Embiid. Give him Al Horford. <laughs> With that ugly contract? I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. With that said, you know, all, all the updates given so far in the NBA. Let's move on to the uh, the main event. The heavyweight. No more dilly-dally. Yeah, the, the heavyweight championship title <laughs> for GOAT of the NBA. Greatest of all time. This is for, for people who don't know, right? When I first thought of doing this podcast, I was thinking, you know, how much I would love to talk about the NBA, all things NBA, especially with Miami or about Miami. Mm-hmm. And one of the other things that, you know, came into my mind was who did I want to do this show with? Because I didn't want to do it by myself. I think that'd be kind of boring. And mm-hmm. the first person that came to my mind was Nat. Hey. The reason why that came to my mind was all the trash talk about LeBron <laughs> the GOAT. LeBron is the greatest of all time. And oh, we man. would just go back and forth time and time again about who the GOAT is. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. He wouldn't make the show entertaining because we don't see eye to eye on all things. And then, of yes. course, you know, we had Lawrence join us and it was a really nice addition. But with that said, I don't know how nice of an addition it is. Because now That's the it. odds are kind of uneven. <laughs> Lawrence, right. Lawrence, let everybody know who do you think the GOAT is? That would be LBJ, LeBron James. Blasphemous. LeBron <laughs> Insubordinate. <laughs> That's mutiny right there. Unbelievable. That's facts. Right. That's all right. So, for everybody listening, Nat and Lawrence believe that LeBron James, the king, is the GOAT. Whereas I believe that Michael Jordan, Michael 
Jeffrey Jordan is the GOAT. So, fellas, let's get into it. Just to let everybody know, for today's episode, uh, we're, we're going to do this in different parts. For part one, we're going to mainly focus on statistics and accolades. All right, for everybody listening. So as much as possible, that's what we're going to stick to. We might dabble into other things. We'll see where this goes. But, nah, make the case. Why is LeBron James the go? Lawrence, feel free to add or chime in at any time when Nat's giving his piece. Now, why why is LeBron the GOAT? I mean, in terms of stats, right? We're only doing stats, right? Right. Okay. I only have one sentence. Just this one go. sentence from my argument. All right. And, and it's go. no blasphemy. It's no it's no malarkey, as uh, Joe Biden would say. LeBron, as of right now, and probably for the rest of his life, leads in every category playoffs, and in regular season stats, then Jordan, except Jordan leads in steals at 2.5 per game. LeBron is at 2.0. So again, LeBron leads in every statistical category, both regular season and playoffs, but Jordan leads in steals per game in the regular season. That's it. That's it. Carry on. What do you mean like... Are you talking about like points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff? Like, what are we, what are we talking every, about? Like, every category, every, every category. Yeah. All right. Uh, so numbers. All right. Hold on. Wait. Hold on here. So, in the regular season, games played, LeBron has one point three thousand to Jordan's one point one thousand points per game, thirty four thousand to MJ's thirty two thousand. This is all like, like like totals right now. This is all like uh, cumulative okay. totals. Okay. All right. Um. Steals, I'm sorry, steals is 2.5 thousand in total to LeBron's 2,000. Again, this is from uh, StatMuse. This is this is my source, StatMuse. I hope they're <laughs> I hope they're real. Um, field goal percentage this is lifetime. LeBron is at 50.4 percent to Jordan's 49.7. Three point percentage. LeBron is at 34.4 percent to Jordan's 32.7. Let's go to playoffs real fast, real fast. Obviously, we know. Playoff games, LeBron has played 255, the most, I believe. I'm sorry, no, 257, 256. He beat Derek Fisher. I forgot what number it is, but 250-something to Jordan's only 179. Points in total, LeBron is 7.5 thousand to Jordan's 6,000. Need I go on? I actually, I don't even want <laughs> I, I feel bad. I feel bad. This is this is kind of not in Jordan's favor, this, this oh, whole stats thing. And you know, the funny thing is, right? Jordan is no longer playing, but but the, so his numbers are set in stone. Right. LeBron is still playing, right? And we don't know how much longer he's going to play for, but he still has a chance. Lawrence, has, has LeBron left his prime yet? I don't even know. I don't even know, uh, man. I, I don't I don't think so, right? He, was, like, he may not even start. He may not even play at the beginning of the season, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he's still in his prime. Uh, so he gives Jordan a little break there, but, you know, he's – He's, I think he's still got a good, at least five years in him. Maybe five years. Five years tops. That, that's what right. I'm feeling. I mean, with the yeah. way that he, uh, you know, for everybody listening, right? Th- this is this is my thing between about this discussion. In no way, shape, or form am I discrediting anything that LeBron James does. I think he is a fantastic player. Definitely one of the greatest of all time. However, and for everybody listening, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, Nat and, and Lawrence. You guys grew up in a generation where who did you see who did you watch play more LeBron or Jordan? 
LeBron. LeBron. So I grew up in a generation where it was dominated by Jordan. Everything was Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Just real quick, we can compare this as we go along. If you guys have the the stats for it, we we can compare it. Michael Jordan's accolades, right? He is a fourteen time NBA All Star, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? I think LeBron has maybe sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. Sixteen, yes, sixteen, yep. right? Michael has fourteen. Keep that in mind. Michael has less. He's also the three-time steals champion. He is the 10-time scoring champion. He is a six-time NBA champ. LeBron only has four. He is a nine-time all-defensive player. He is an 11-time all-NBA player. He won Rookie of the Year, the year that he was drafted, which was in 84-85. LeBron also won Rookie of the Year 2003-2004. Mm-hmm. He has three all-star MVPs, six finals MVPs, five regular season MVPs. He won defensive player of the year. He's also won rookie of the year. On top of that, with the exception of this past year, Michael Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, was the last player to win both defensive player of the year and most valuable player of the year in the regular season. This past season was Giannis. With that said, I think in in a lot of these categories that I just mentioned, these accolades, Michael Jordan has topped LeBron James, with the exception of like the All Star, um, the, the number of All Star appearances, things like that. Mm-hmm. What makes this statistic really crazy? Can you look up real quick how many seasons LeBron James has played in? About to be eighteen, isn't it? It's about to be eighteen. Yeah, he just finished his seventeenth season, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan only played fifteen. That's three seasons less than Michael Jordan played. That's my argument. He had fewer seasons. Okay. He had fewer seasons mm-hmm. and was able to accomplish all of this. Right. And like, if you if we're being real, if we're keeping it real, he really only played 13 seasons. Because mm-hmm. the last two seasons with the Washington Wizards, I don't even really count. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, those, those last two seasons, he still scored like you know three thousand points total mm-hmm. um he he averaged 21 points a game you know at 40 41 years old mm-hmm. lebron could very well play up into that age you know no doubt about it and probably still produce more points than that but in his 13 seasons with the chicago bulls he's he dropped almost 32 points a game mm-hmm. and mind you in those 13 seasons in the 93 94 season he didn't even play Right. He didn't even play. He's playing a different sport. Yeah. <laughs> he went to play minor league baseball for the Barons. Birmingham Barons. Didn't even play. The following season, 94-95, he came at that like halfway through the season, like right after All-Star break, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep. So basically one and a half seasons he did not play. You could take that out right there. And then from 98 to 2001, didn't play. He was retired for the second time. Mm -hmm. He retired twice. (laughs) He retired twice and is still a 14-time All-Star, 10-time scoring champion, six championships, all these rings. Yes. To LeBron's coming up on 18 seasons. Jordan played basically five seasons fewer than LeBron James. Mm -hmm. I will say this. Do you guys recall in LeBron James' 17 years, how many seasons he missed? 
just that one year with the Lakers, right? When he when he got hurt? His first year with the Lakers. Yeah, it was like a couple months into the season and then they shut him down for the rest of the season, right? So I'll give him that. You know, he he missed the season. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan missed a total of 4 seasons and still put up those kind of numbers. That's my main argument on why Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Yes, LeBron is going to have more points. Yes, LeBron is going to have more rebounds, assists. At one point, he's going to have more steals, possibly. more. He, he already has more triple-doubles. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, he's also played more seasons, so that gave him more chances to be able to accomplish these numbers or to achieve these type of numbers. Mm-hmm. See, like, I want to go this route so bad, but I think we should save it, or I think we should... Does this count under stats if we go about the era that they played in or like their competition? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. it. Lawrence, you down for that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, that's, I've been waiting for that. Let's go. We have an argument in place. All right. Comparing LeBron's competition to Jordan's competition. Oh man. Am I, this is this is a double team right here. You guys, you guys are full court <laughs> pressing me. <laughs> and again, Lawrence, Lawrence and I also speak as in, we don't knock Jordan's, you know, great legacy and how great of a player right, he is he's, player. he's also right. one of the goats as well but you know we also favor lebron more strongly that's our take <laughs> to our listeners please don't cancel us all right this is this is our opinion um well lawrence our our main kind of um i guess rebuttal to that argument of of uh you know akuya is that yes jordan has all these accolades but who did he have to face slash what did he have to go through to get those accolades Lawrence, you want right. to kind of give some of these uh, jabs per se to Takuya? Yes. Um, <laughs> so we would like to point out that Jordan really never faced all, all these top opponents that everyone says that he faced. Oh never. None of them. <laughs> none of them were in their prime. <laughs> Right. I mean, I mean, there there were some, but then again, there were Jordan some, didn't. But- All right, let, let, let's clarify. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's let's clarify who are these uh, players you're referring to. Matt, do you, do you have this list ready and open? I do, I do, I do. One second. Oh, thank you. So, I have it here. <laughs> Jordan could not beat prime Larry Bird, prime Magic Johnson, and prime Isaiah Thomas. Our stats here say that he was zero and six versus Larry Bird. I mean, if you want, if you want to go finals, we can go finals too. We can go by each one, one by one, if you really want to. I mean, I, are you sure? All right. In in ninety one, in ninety one. All right, so let's go for each of Jordan's finals appearances, right? Ninety one. for it. Faces the Lakers. All right. Magic Johnson. He was not in his prime anymore. I mean, per you know, that's very subjective, but he was not in his prime anymore. But Jordan, <laughs> Jordan faced Byron Scott and James Worthy. Right, James Worthy. James Worthy, who also missed games because of injuries. That's what we have here. And plus, they had no Kareem. Right, greatest score of all time. No Kareem. Hmm. Exactly. How about that? Ninety-two. He faced Clyde Drexler, Jerome Kersey, and Clifford Robertson. Again, two people out of those three. I have no idea. I never heard of them. <laughs> that's just me being young. I'm sorry. So that's just me being young. So all right. Yeah, Lawrence, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, if you, we've never heard of them, can they really be that good? Or is that just us being naive? <laughs> say, say those names again. Say those names again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clyde Drexler, Jerome. <laughs> you Kerr, don't know who Kirsten. Clyde Drexler is. No, 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 I do, I do, I do. We know I who do. Clyde the, is. Two, okay, okay. Two of the three. Two of the three. I don't know who, who they are. And that's Jerome, Kersey, and Clifford Robinson. On the stats here, I'll do one more. I don't want to go too in-depth. But on the stats here, in 93, he faced, this is what stats say. Again, this is this is very subjective. Barkley and the Suns. Who else? Barkley was Charles at his Barkley prime at that, that time. Team. Just, well, just Barkley. Just Barkley. Right? Okay. Just Barkley. But then again, who did LeBron have to face? He faced the big four in Boston. Ray Allen. And took them down. Paul he Pierce. He dismantled them. Exactly. Lawrence, you want to name a few more of, of LeBron's opponents during his time? Right, right. Okay, so tw- the you know the infamous 2011 finals that he lost, right? He went up against Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Kigg, uh, a Sean Marion, uh, Defensive Player of the Year at the time, Tyson Chandler, and Jason Terry, who was the sixth man of the year that year. 2012, although they were young, it was an up-and-coming Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Serge Ibaka, right? Sheesh. 2013 and 2014, these these are four Hall of Famers right here. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Kawhi Leonard. And then, of course, we know 2015 through 2018 had to go through the juggernaut of the Golden (laughs) State Warriors. We don't need to mention who's on that team because we already know, right? Okay, so for for everybody listening, let me... Let me just clarify some of these uh, these arguments here, right? You talking? You started with ninety one, ninety one. Magic Johnson. That was only his eleventh. That was only his. Uh, was it his eleventh? His twelfth? His twelfth season? So he was on the decline. You know, I'll admit that. But at the mm-hmm. time, Magic Johnson was still the the head honcho of the NBA. He's the one that was like the leader for the 92 dream team. Like he could still, I mean, he wasn't, you know, some for sure. fish out of water. Like he, you know, he was still balling. Right. Right. You know, who, who did Michael Jordan have? You might argue. Yeah. He had Scotty, but what about, you know, some, you, you mentioned the 93 Suns team, you know, so you're talking Charles Barkley, right? Charles Barkley also had Danny Ainge. He also had, um, one of the players that I don't know if you guys saw the Last Dance documentary, but Dan uh, Marjorie, yep, somebody that uh, Jerry Krause wanted to pick up, mm-hmm. and Jordan took that as a personal vendetta, and like they completely destroyed Dan Marjorie. You know, so like these teams that when you talk about the the players that LeBron had to go through, you know, to get to where he is, right? I don't know like you guys like it's hard because of the the generational thing because when you're talking about the 80s from the time jordan came into the league you had prime patrick ewing you had prime clyde drexler you had larry bird still in his prime you had magic johnson still in his prime kareem abdul jabbar was still in the league Mm -hmm. you had the bad boy pistons that's right you had isaiah thomas joe dumars you had you know the bad boy Pistons who would bully Michael Jordan. And it wasn't mm-hmm. none of this, he tapped my shoulder, that's a flagrant one. Like, no. Like, that's right. Yeah, that's... that's I'm talking, yeah, like, elbows thing. thrown. Yeah. Like, for people who don't know, like, the three of us, we're Filipino. And I'm sure you've heard the term before when you're playing pickup ball. Like, oh, you know, you see these, these Filipino guys playing and they're throwing elbows and stuff. We call them dirty Filipinos. Like, that's what the NBA <laughs> was like in the, in the 80s, you know? Mm-hmm. There was... Even into the 90s, it was still so much more aggressive. And 
I mean, nothing, nothing against players now, but rules changed, you know, for their benefit. For example, like hand checking, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the 90s, 80s and 90s, players were allowed to hand check. Yeah. You can see even old footage, like, especially with the bad boy Pistons, basically tackling Jordan out of the air. Like that was their goal was to knock him down every time he drove into the paint. Yeah. They made him a jump shooter because every time he tried to drive in, they threw him to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Michael Jordan, people make the argument that LeBron James made it to the NBA Finals in his fourth season. Look how long it took Michael Jordan to make his the NBA Finals. But the, in the yeah. same respect, like the year that LeBron went to the NBA Finals, I'm not saying, you know, it was a fluke or whatever but 2007 there was nobody really that i mean the pistons were no longer the pistons that they were mm-hmm. the boston celtics were not the right. big three yet so the the east yet. was significantly weaker yeah. you know they the, nobody was really there to contend with them and you know it, it's it's believed amongst you know the nba community that the cavs probably didn't even have the right to be in that finals because they got completely destroyed by the San Antonio Spurs, which is something that I'll I'll bring up in a little bit. But, you know, uh, with in terms of Michael Jordan's playoff career, you're talking about all these guys in the East. You're talking about, you know, Larry Bird in the East. You're talking about Isaiah Thomas in the East. You know, you're talking about in in 1992, you have a Shaquille O'Neal coming into the league. That's right. Yeah, you know these these dominant forces that don't even get me started on. You know Patrick Ewing, he was still doing his thing. You know the Knicks, the you know the Knicks were a right. tough out. And on top of that, mm-hmm. you also have Reggie Miller. Oh yeah, yeah Reggie Miller, and those Pacers mm-hmm. who arguably could have made it to the NBA Finals a couple of times. And you you know the the other thing that you have to take into account, right? In this decade, let's say in this decade, twenty ten to twenty twenty. It's a completely different NBA. LeBron has done something that I don't think any other player has really done. He's been to the NBA Finals nine out of the ten years in this decade. Crazy stat. But look how different the NBA is now where you have positionless basketball. During Jordan's time, you are what you are. If you're a shooting guard, you shoot. You're a point guard, you run the team. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a, a center... That's what you do. You play center. Power forward, you pound the ball inside. Look at the scores between the 90s and the you know 2010s. In the 90s, like a high scoring, if you made it to the 90s, if the score was 91 to 79, that was considered a high scoring game because of the pace, the style of basketball that was played. It was always inside, then out. Now you got, you know, with the the Steph Curry changing the game, launching from anywhere and everywhere. Yep. You know, look how much the NBA has changed. Even LeBron. From the logo. Even LeBron's yeah. game has changed. Logo LeBron. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Imagine yeah, yeah. if Michael Jordan had the range or if he had the free- When I say range, I meant like the freedom by coaching to be like, hey, if you got that shot, take that shot. How many more points? You mean like if he had it in his arsenal? No, like as in if he was allowed to take it. If he was within the flow of the offense. Okay. You know, that's okay. the other that's the other thing, the type of offense that each team runs. Any team with LeBron James, the ball's going through him. And I'm I know you guys would agree with me with that. Yeah. <laughs> like on that. Like yeah. 
Final closing seconds of the game, the ball's in LeBron's hand. He's going to make the decision whether to pass or whether to shoot, right? Any team that he's been on in the past, I'd say maybe like five years, you know, ever since he went back to Cleveland, for the most part, it's always in his hands at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. During Mike's time, he had to run the triangle offense. Um, That's right. Phil Jackson, he had to implement the triangle offense. The reason being, he didn't want Michael Jordan to hog the ball. You know, everybody makes fun of Kobe, you know, being a ball hog early on in his career. In a lot of cases, he had to be, he put up crazy numbers. Michael Jordan, early on in his career, he had to be a ball hog because if he didn't, the Bulls wouldn't even make it to the playoffs. The The Bulls in the 80s, they were not very good. Mm. When Phil Jackson came around and they started drafting better players and putting better pieces around Mike, they had to implement the triangle offense because he was becoming too ball dominant. When you institute a triangle offense, it's not just one person dominating the ball. You have to move the ball. And yes, in closing minutes, of course, you're going to give the ball to Mike. But how many times did we see him kick out to, you know, Steve Kerr or John Paxson? And you you can make the same argument for LeBron James. He's a very willing yeah. passer in closing moments. He's but first. he's passed first. And I think that's where they differ. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the I, – I'm glad you brought that up. Because when you're talking about the greatest of all time, this is where I think the line is drawn. LeBron James – is a great basketball player. He's going to determine whether to take that final shot or if he's going to kick it out. Michael Jordan is the greatest player because regardless of what the situation is, he is going to take that shot. But does that make him how does that make him better like greater? Because the fact that he he is taking that upon himself to give or to deliver a win for his team. If we're talking about final seconds, you know, my team is down one. Who do I want taking the last shot? Or who's who do I want the ball? Like, who do I want? Whose hands do I want the ball to be in? I would pick Mike. Because I know Mike, I'm not saying LeBron is a bad decision maker, right? Yeah. Nothing against LeBron. I want Mike taking the last shot. Case in point, game five of the NBA finals this year. Yeah. LeBron to, drove to the basket. What did he do? He made a great he NBA play. Yes. He made a great play. That was a because that gives him the best play. opportunity to win the game, right? Yeah, yeah. He could definitely go up for the shot. It gives them the opportunity to win the game. Did they win the game? No. no. If it's Michael Jeffrey Jordan, he is going to the rim. He doesn't care. What is Mike going to do? Either he makes the shot or he gets the foul. If he gets the foul, does he tie the game up? That's on him. And historically, Mike will make those. So in my mind, what gives me the better chance to win the game? LeBron kicking out for, you know, a wide open Danny Green three, somebody that we've been waiting to go off for the past eight years now. Or am I going <laughs> to give somebody who consistently through history has proven that he can make clutch shots? I'm giving it to the guy that makes right. clutch shots. But LeBron can make the clutch shots too. Like we can pull up a whole reel of him making those buzzer beaters. But why, and doesn't, but why doesn't he? See, that's... That's why I say he's a great player. But the greatest of all time is going to cut your heart out, show it to your face, throw it on the ground, and stomp on it. That's what Michael Jordan does. He will take that shot, and I promise you probably nine times out of ten in clutch moments, especially in the NBA Finals, he's making that shot. Wait, so we we have our stats here for elimination <laughs> games. Should we, should we pull it up? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why not? Let's do it. Uh, are we talking like elimination games in the? You talking like playoffs, right? Not not NBA playoffs. finals. Playoffs, playoffs. Yeah. Okay, let, let's hear it for playoffs. It, this is this is our source. This is this is from. Uh, is this from uh, www.lies.com? <laughs> no, this is from a a a, a Reddit user who did his extensive research and has blessed <laughs> us with this Reddit user. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, what? Okay. So this can all be fact checked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is all real. Jordan's free throw percentage drops six percent in elimination games. Okay. Second, in elimination games, Jordan is six and seven. LeBron is fourteen and nine. Um, LeBron in elimination games is thirty four, eleven, and eight on forty eight percent field goal shooting. While Jordan is 31, 8, and 7 on 44% field goal shooting. In one game, I'm not sure which game, which game this is, but Jordan was outscored by Danny Ainge in one game. That's when they played the Suns, probably, or maybe That's the right. Celtics. I mean, yes, Jordan is built for those clutch moments. But at the same time, there were, there were games, of course, where, as many people have believed, he may have not elevated to that level and not have been able to close out those clutch games. Meanwhile, LeBron, LeBron has. And okay, granted, yes, LeBron has faced probably more game sevens, right? But he he has won six straight of those if he has been in the game seven. Obviously, Jordan has never made it to a game seven in the finals for you know all the six finals. He has never made it to game seven. Right. But at the same time, you know, we have to think about LeBron showing up while Jordan, he showed up too, but not as greatly as LeBron James. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought up these uh these points about the NBA playoffs, right? And like I understand that and I, I you know I, I appreciate your uh Reddit research. <laughs> you know. Uh Reddit's great, man. Reddit's great. <laughs> great uh, resource. Wait, also, also my sorry, thing. sorry, one more one more to go add. Ahead, more go th- ahead. This is according to our Reddit research. <laughs> so <laughs> all right, let, let me ask you this question. Instead of saying the stat, let me ask you this question, Guya. Has Jordan made it to the finals before Phil Jackson's implementation of the triangle offense? No, he did not. Thank you. Oh. And why was the triangle offense created for Jordan? To get the ball off of his hands. Yes. So for them to get to the final, we'll get to the playoffs in the finals. He had to create this offense to tell Jordan, hey, you know, chill. Take a chill pill. And, and he did just that for them to get to that level. All right, there you go. You want to hear my answer to that? Yeah, let's hear. Actually, you said prior to the implementation of the triangle offense by Phil Jackson, how many times did he make it to the NBA finals playoffs? Right, finals to the finals. Sorry, finals zero. So, what's the argument for for LeBron? You know, like I mean, from two thousand from the time he was drafted until he came to Miami, he only made it to the finals once. Right. right, but then what did it take for Jordan to make it to the finals? An offense designed specifically to get the ball off of his hands and involve his team. Well, what did it take for LeBron to get to the NBA Finals the first time? A very extremely weak There's Eastern also Conference. A young superstar showing his greatness, right? He carried what was like Mo Williams, and like Anderson Verajao, and then like what, what Antoine Jameson. Huh? Maybe that's like the best player on that team. Who did he have on his on his Cavs roster that that first time making it to the finals? All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, we have a uh, 
One Larry Hughes. One Shannon Brown. Dwayne Jones at power forward. A Daniel Gibson. Zydrunas Ilagowskis. <laughs> um, man, must I go on? Anderson Verjao, we know the clown that he is. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, wow. Bunch of clowns there. But who has Jordan always had? He's always had Pippen, right? Nat, you already you brought it up. Top three, well, top five NBA player in every year that he's yeah. played. He's right. either had a great big in Horace Grant or Dennis Rodman. Without those guys, where is Jordan? Right, right. LeBron is able to carry his teams to the finals, to the promised land. Or even, right, or, 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 if you want to even talk about, like, these super teams that LeBron James makes, right? He brings in, he brings in Dwayne Wade, right? He gets in the sit, right, re-sign in Miami. And then right. Chris Bosh, right? We zoom forward to the 2011, you know, NBA championship. Yes, LeBron doesn't show up, like, as much as he's supposed to, but mm-hmm. Chris Bosh never showed up in the Miami, like for the Miami Heat in the playoffs. Never. Like that's also one of the reasons why we go back to 2014, right? The year that they lost to the Spurs in the NBA championship. Nobody produced, right? It was 2007 Spurs all over again, where LeBron was pulling the entire team and having them on his back, right? That's why he decided to go back to the Cavs Right where people were bringing, where he had weapons, and he knew people would contribute. There we go. So in the in the eighties, from the time that Jordan was drafted until the first time he made his first All Star right. appearance, right? He had no he had nobody on his team, which is why he had to be ball dominant. Which is why he had to have the ball in his hands at all times in order for them to even attempt to make it to the NBA playoffs. Now, in those years where he wasn't, you know, in the NBA Finals, he was the only all-star for his team. Granted, it was the same case for LeBron James, but eventually LeBron James finally had a teammate that was an all-star, which was Mo Williams. You know, in for Michael Jordan's case, he didn't have another all-star on his team until uh, the 89-90 season, which was... If I'm not mistaken, it was Scottie Pippen. Yeah, it was Scottie Pippen, right? So there's some similarities there. Neither guy really had anybody. But when you're talking about Michael Jordan in those 80s, he had to go up against Larry Bird in the Boston Celtics. He had to go up against Isaiah Thomas in the Bad Boy Pistons. In 2007, who did LeBron James have to go up against? I don't care who was on his team. When you're as great as LeBron James is, it doesn't matter who's on your team. In that kind of an Eastern Conference, so like that, that that stat doesn't really surprise me too okay. much. You know, I I will say this though when when we're talking NBA Finals, just NBA Finals in general, right? How many times has LeBron James made it to the NBA Finals? Ten. He's made it ten times. That's ten times out of what seventeen seasons. Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's that's about fifty eight fifty nine percent. Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals is 100%. Now, you can make the argument, oh, you know, LeBron made it there more times than Mike did. But we're also forgetting there was three or four seasons where Mike didn't even play. He didn't even play. Tell me, if we were to make the argument, right, in the, um, that was the year the Rockets won, right? So if you tell me if if Mike was there for that season, 
they're going to lose to the Houston Rockets? I don't think so. I still think they win. There's mm-hmm. if and if Jerry Krause didn't screw over the the Chicago Bulls after the you know during the ninety eight yeah. season, they could have gone all the way up until maybe the two thousands or until even Mike decided to finally retire for good. So you're talking an additional you know what three four right. seasons that he could have played potentially making it to the NBA finals all you know each and every one of those times for example okay 98 was the last time the bulls were in the NBA finals mm-hmm. 99 the spurs won who did the spurs beat in the 99 finals they beat the new york knicks no offense lawrence none taken none taken no offense <laughs> you have a you have an old patrick ewing with no knees you have allen houston mm-hmm. with no knees you know what i mean if you kept that Bulls team together, they win the 99 championship. 2000, that would be a little bit different because you're going up against Shaq and Kobe. That one, I, I you know, that's up for debate. You know, who knows if, you know, an aging Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen Wait, I have two questions. pull that one off. I have two questions. Go for it. All right. This is all like hypothetical speaking. Would the Bulls have won their championships where Steve Kerr and John Paxson basically bailed them out and made the go-ahead shot? Would they have won those had they not made those shots? Yes. Liar. Why? Because you have Michael Jeffrey Jordan. All right. All right. You say that same thing, right? All right. You you even said it before, right? LeBron made the decision to pass it out to Danny Green because that was the right basketball play, right? You were saying yourself that the greatest of all time is going to go to the hole and he's (laughs) going to take the shot, right? And that's on him if he makes it or he doesn't. So why is he passing it out to Steve Kerr there? And John Paxson. Right? Well, because, you know, even even if he didn't pass it to Steve Kerr and they missed that shot, what, what, what finals are you referring to? Wasn't that, wasn't that the first series against the against the Jazz that he did that? Or was that against the Trailblazers? I think it might have been the first time they played the Sonics. But even then, I don't think that shot came in a game seven. That was a game six. So my my argument to that is they still win the series. Because Michael Jordan was still putting up numbers, even if he didn't pass that ball up, even if you know he took it to the hole and he missed or whatever the case may be, they still go to a game seven. Same thing in '98. '98, Michael Jordan. You know, people have seen it. People have watched you know the footage on it. Michael Jordan played by himself in that game six, yeah. in the '98 finals against the mm-hmm. the Jazz. Scottie Pippen was playing with no back. He couldn't even run up and down the mm-hmm. court. He's basically Michael Jordan was playing by himself and he hits the game winning shot. Even if he misses the game winning shot, they still go to a game seven. And I still think the Chicago Wait, Bulls win. Right, not ninety six. Yeah, ninety eight. Well, uh, how old was uh John Stockton at the time? <laughs> you know how old he was? <laughs> he was thirty six years old. Yeah, but he's still one of the most... Okay, so you make the argument because he's 36 years old. There's nothing. They made it to the NBA Finals. Like, that's 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 John Stockton. He's one of the greatest point guards of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, for sure. They still made it to the NBA Finals. Carl Malone, look at, look at Carl Malone's stats. Look at his overall numbers. If anybody from this generation, you know, five, ten years down the road were to look at NBA stats and they see Carl Malone's numbers, in their mind, like, they'd be like, Yo, this guy is probably one of the greatest to ever mm-hmm. do it. Nothing against Carl Malone. He was a, a, an amazing player, and I do think he should have gotten at least one ring. But he was putting up bonker numbers. I mean, he was a double-double machine. 
you know, people people forget, you know, basketball in the 90s was all about uh, muscle and, you know, toughness and strength. Carl Malone would brag about having the biggest biceps in all of the NBA. That was a monster. That guy was a yeah. monster. His nickname was the mailman, but man, that's a tough mailman. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was tough. So like you can you can make the argument, oh, John Stockton was old. So was Mike. He was like 36 at the time, right? Was he? Yeah, he's probably about the same. Oh, so he was 35. 35. That's what he I'm was seeing. a year younger. 35. Okay. Oh, yeah. So then maybe the argument so, I mean, doesn't like that, really hold. <laughs> right. You know, and like, I mean, they th- that jazz team was, you know, they, they weren't like a bag of garbage. I mean, you have John Stockton, you have <laughs> Jeff Hornacek, you have, you know, Carl Malone. They had, uh, was his name? Brian Russell, who Michael Jordan hit the, you know, the shot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when, going back to your que- your original question, you know, it, do, do they, if he doesn't pass that ball, you know, do they win? I still think they win because in either case, it goes to a game seven. Mm. I know which ones you're talking about. The John Paxson shot and also the Steve Kerr shot. Neither of those were a game seven situation. Right. Yeah. You know, those were early on. Th- those know, are just memorable you because. If you don't make those shots, right? Momentum's back against the wall, right? So, you know, anything can happen again. I mean, seven. we'll never know. We'll never know. So, for sure. so you know, this is no see, but this is the thing with with Michael Jordan. You know, the greatest of all time. When the back is against, <laughs> when, you know, when your back is against the wall, that's when that's when you get the scary version of Michael Jordan. Oh, you like, know how bro. many times did we see like, like if you, <laughs> I don't know, how many times has LeBron <laughs> been swept out of the NBA Finals? <laughs> <laughs> He's been swept out of the NBA Finals twice. Like against the Warriors, and he had no help. No help. Can you go, KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond? Oh my goodness! No help. Actually, yeah, no, 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 no. That that brings us to my second question for you. Go ahead. Name a team throughout Jordan's finals runs that can compare or be similar to that Warriors team with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Are you talking about in depth? Are you talking about in talent? Overall, overall, like who was Jordan's biggest? Because I feel like, like if you're talking about overall talent. I think if you're talking about overall talent, you can't because super teams weren't a thing back in the nineties. Exactly. That that team that beat LeBron was a super team. <laughs> That's what he's been facing. Constant super teams, the Spurs, the Thunder with the three MVPs, future MVPs, the you know, the Warriors. The Celtics. But, the Celtics. But how many times how yeah, but you can also make the argument that LeBron himself was on a super team. He, he did it with the Heatles, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, future Hall of Famers, Mike Miller, the clu- the most clutchest white boy of oh, all yeah, time. Oh yeah, Mike Miller, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? And then, and then when he came to Cleveland, like that Cleveland team wasn't. They had their own big three. You can make the argument Kevin Love fell off. Yes. You know, but think about Michael Jordan. Well, Who did Michael Jordan have? Scotty, Dennis. Or okay, do you want you want to know one of the most interesting stats with Dennis Rodman? He once had an NBA playoff game where he scored no points, right? In like thirty yeah. something minutes, yes, grabbed twenty one rebounds. Twenty one rebounds. You know what I mean? You have you have Kyrie, you have Kevin Love. Kevin Love, prior to joining the Cavs, you know he was a double double machine. Kyrie, we've seen what Kyrie can do. He's an All Star. Yeah. Kevin Love was an All Star. In those years that you know Mike was with Pippen, they were the only two All-Stars for their team. LeBron James has played with multiple All-Stars, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. 
And let's not forget, let's not forget, right? And I, I forgot what season it was with the Cavs, but to start off the season, they had friggin' Dwayne Wade, Derrick oh. Rose, oh. Isaiah Thomas. Oh. <laughs> old. Isaiah Thomas oh. was not old. Isaiah Thomas had Derek one Rose. good year. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was His not old. His knees are shot. He's got the knees of a 70-year-old. <laughs> wait, wait. Derrick Rose back is to- probably one of the Latin... One of the few people in the past couple of years that scored more than 50 points. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. That's a different Derrick Rose, though. Different Derrick Rose. He had to evolve into the current Derrick Rose. He could no longer play like MVP Derrick Rose. <laughs> different player. Well, I feel like the, the Cavs, that Cavs team never gave him the chance because if you remember the beginning of that season, he was balling. He was averaging like 16 or 18 points a game, but, you know, they weren't really giving him the chance and until they traded him away to the Utah Jazz. I think they missed out. I mean, I, I think they at that point they traded him away because they it was like a need, right? What they traded for Jay Crowder, the, yes, right? Yes. They needed him. Mm-hmm. So what they already had right. Dwayne Wade, they already had Kyrie on that team. So like, there's just like an overflow, a surplus of guards. So you no longer need him if you if there's value in D Rose. D Wade got traded. He went back to Miami that year. Right, right, right. But I mean, see, like you can make the same argument, like you know. It's hard to compare generations because this is a generation of super teams. Right. Like back in the 90s, you never joined up with your buddies to form a super team. Could you imagine having super teams in the 90s? Imagine you had Jordan, Shaq, Prime Shaq, like Baby Shaq when he's still up and coming, dominating. That guy was a freak in nature. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got Reggie Miller. That's just out of the East. We're just talking Eastern Conference. Patrick Ewing. And I feel like a lot of players, a lot of people forget about how tough the East was in the 90s because you're also talking about you have Alonzo Mourning, you know, you have Glenn Rice, you have, um, you know, Tim Hardaway, you know, all, all these uh-huh. guys that are ballers coming out of the East. John Wait, question, Stark. Question. Go for would it. you Would you not consider Jordan's own team a super team? Look, I don't think Dennis Rodman is not going to give you, you know, Buko amount of points. He's not going to. Pull up okay. from the top of the three I, like, and like hit a dagger no, three. No, but on, like, right, right. like, like, like Kyrie would. He's just he was a star. I mean, defensively, that's what I mean. Like he wasn't an all star though when he played with Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know what but, I'm talking about? Like yeah, yeah. right. Because right. like and, I'm seeing I'm seeing similarities between that team with uh, Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, and also with well, the, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. Com- when you compare the Bulls and the Cavs team, right? When you're talking. Let's 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 call it a big three. You had the Bulls big three and the Cavs big three. They had different. They you were playing different systems. The Bulls were more focused on defense, where the the Cavs were all about you know high scoring offense. You have LeBron and Kyrie dropping forty points in the same game. Mm-hmm. You know you never necessarily had that with Jordan and Pippen or Jordan and Rodman because of the era and because of like what was the, like needed right, on the teams right, at the time. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the NBA during the '90s is all about big men. And do you guys could you guys name Bulls big men? I mean, I know I could because like, that's who I watched. You know, like who Bill they consider Cartwright. to be big men. Bill Cartwright. That was in the early '90s. Mm-hmm. You know, you also had Luke Longley. That's right. Yeah. So, so you would not call that team a super team? Probably like the '96 Bulls. I'm assuming like that team itself, like the equivalent of it. I would say in that era. You could consider them a super team. Okay. But don't forget, Dennis didn't join them until after, um, was it after Mike came out of retirement? Because they had to face him on the Pistons. 
Yeah, they only played together for three. You know, they've only played three three seasons together. Same with Steve Kerr. He was only there for those last three championship runs. Okay. Let's make sure we have. But the, then again, uh, you can make the same tournament. argument for LeBron and and the Cavs because I mean, you Kyrie and Kevin Love they played together for what three years before that well, team blew up. Yeah, LeBron, that, LeBron didn't have LeBron didn't have Kyrie and um, Kevin Love in twenty fifteen. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll I'll admit that you know they. That's why I think that year you could put an asterisk on it because the 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 Warriors didn't have to go through anybody; they only had to play against LeBron. Like yeah. that was it. Mm-hmm. And he's still out, like he led in every statistical t- category, didn't he? I mean, you could say the same thing for Mike. I'm sure he led in every statistical category for for his team during those runs also. Rebounds too? If not close to it. Rebounds too? Interesting. Assists? I mean, like... Huh? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I think you can make the argument. Of course, like, Scotty was their, their main point guard, but, like, let me let me check here real quick. Let's, let's, let's look. Let's look. LeBron is first player to lead finals in points, rebounds, and assists, according to NBC Sports. Yeah, for, was that for a particular season, or is that, like, all-time? Lead of finals. Mm-hmm. See, I think it was one finals. Right. Finals, yeah. But, I mean, you know, LeBron, I mean, Mike was still putting up, you know, he he was in no chump when it came to those numbers. He, I mean, he averaged six rebounds, five assists. You know, he also was getting it done defensively. Mm-hmm. Right. But the first player to lead both teams in those categories in a playoff series, even the finals especially, is LeBron James. Well, I mean, you know, I I can easily make the argument too. Like, this is one of the other things I wanted to talk about is... Yeah, go ahead. Like, look, look at the types of players, right? Now, I mentioned earlier, like, this era is like positionless basketball. But especially when he was drafted, he was drafted as a small forward. This is the thing with with these two guys, right? This is my main argument on why sometimes it's really hard to compare the two of them, especially in the eras that they played. Mm-hmm. 80s into the 90s, especially in the 90s, you know, you guys are making the argument earlier, oh, who did he have to go through? Who did he have to play? You know, the thing, the the reason why it looks so easy for Mike was because the league had never seen anybody like him. In the 60s and 70s, it was, you had Bill Russell, you had... Will Chamberlain into the 70s, early 80s, you had Magic Johnson, who was a point forward, you know, you, the body of a power forward playing point guard. And then you have Larry, Larry, the legend, you know, another power forward who had the softest touch. And then you have somebody like Mike, who at the time was considered a freak of nature. He was 6'6", you know, 195 pounds, but he could fly through the air like he was Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's called Air Jordan. Nobody had ever seen that before. Right. And then you look at LeBron. LeBron is 6'8", 250. He's built like a linebacker. <laughs> you can make the argument he's built like a defensive lineman, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just, the, the dude is huge. Yep. In the early 2000s and up until now, have we ever seen a player like LeBron James? I don't think so. No, we have not. With his size and his ability and what he's able to do, people have come close. You know, you can say Greek freak. But he doesn't have the the vision and the shot of a LeBron James. You could say, you know, Kawhi Leonard is also a freak of nature, but he he's not as dominating physically as LeBron James is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so in their respective eras, these nobody had ever seen or played anybody like them before, which is why you can make the argument like, okay, yeah, you know, Jordan is the greatest of all time, but especially during his era, nobody had ever seen anybody like him. You could say the same thing for LeBron. Like, oh, LeBron is the greatest of all time, but also during his era, nobody had ever seen him, anybody like him before. 
LeBron could play one through five. I don't think, you know, I mean, now how with how the NBA is, you can have guys play multiple positions. Yeah. But there's no, there hasn't been anybody like LeBron James. Does that make him the greatest of all time? I don't think so because I, I could say the same thing for Mike. Nobody had ever seen anybody like him before. But is there someone, is there a player that is similar to Michael Jordan? I think there is in terms of like you know, people that that play like him, or like yeah. or are you talking about during his time, or are you talking about like in general? No, like like is there a player like Michael Jordan? Like for LeBron, there's no player like LeBron James, but for Jordan, is there a player like Michael Jordan? I think there is absolutely, hundred percent. So basically, there's no one like LeBron James, but there are people who play or are similar to Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because Michael Jordan was their idol, and that's who they copied. I'm sure LeBron has, has tons of people who look at him as as an idol too, but they just can't. Oh no, absolutely, him. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I'm sure, like, down the road, you're gonna see people like that. I mean, Zion Williamson could very well be that. I mean, he's he's six, you know, six six, 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 six. five, whatever he's true, listed at. True, you know, two hundred eighty five. He can handle the ball if he develops a jump shot. You know, he's he has good vision. That dude is built like a fire hydrant. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Kobe is, of, is is the one person that I always look at as Michael Jordan's like most similar, you know, or like and he and and he acknowledged that like yeah every yeah. time you know he even said in the documentary like without Mike the, you know there is no five rings right let's be real <laughs> let's be real all right what's up yes LeBron James has also looked up to try yes. to mimic idolize. Michael Jordan. Yeah, even right. on Instagram, he's looking at the last dance documentary. He's watching it on his Instagram stories. Yeah. I've seen it. Right. And like, but see, I feel like the difference between, for example, like Mike, Kobe, and and LeBron, right? Mike wanted to be the best at his position to ever do it. And I think he accomplished that. So what he did, what he did for the game was was his own thing. Like, that's what he was. You have guys like Kobe, he studied Michael Jordan. He studied, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon. He studied their moves. Mm-hmm. LeBron James did the same thing. He studied Mike. He studied Kobe. He studied Hakeem. You know, they would do, like, sessions together. Mike didn't have that. That's a good point, actually. That's actually I mean, a really good point. I agree with that. As far as we know, though, right? Like, I'm sure, right, all good players, right, they always are going to watch the greatest to ever do it to try and learn the game, right? We don't know if Michael Jordan, I'm sure like right. he was watching tape on like Magic Johnson or like Larry Bird at the time because those were like the goats, right? Right. But he wasn't trying to like copy them. I'm sure he was just trying to, you know, use what he could learn from them to implement into his own style of play, which he did in order to make it his own and which was obviously great. Right. Right. And my argument is that you know, like Kobe, like they do the side by side all the time, the, the montage where it's like all of a sudden it's Jordan, but then it turns into Kobe and it's identical. Yeah. You know, they do the same thing with LeBron, LeBron and Kobe, LeBron and Jordan. Like those two guys really studied Michael Jordan. And like, I understand what you're saying, Lawrence, like, you know, who knows? Maybe he picked up something from Magic Johnson. Maybe he picked up something from, you know, Pistol P. Maravich. Like, who knows? Like, I don't, I never read or heard anything about him being like, you know, a student of the game in, in terms of, I like what this player does. I'm going to do that. I like what this player does. I'm going to do that. From mm-hmm. what I've seen, the, again, like, I'm not 
reporting anything like this is just from again you know this is coming from the heart but i feel like <laughs> growing up watching him the things that he was doing you had never seen before yeah so right. where did he learn those things unless like you know that's those are things that he himself had worked on you know i don't know i i honestly don't know i'm not going to claim that i know and that's what it is is fact but you know that's just what i see that's what i know from watching him and growing up and seeing how other players are since jordan was in the league Mm-hmm. But that's kind of unfair, though, because then you're you're giving Jordan, like you know, like the the factor of time, how he was, you know, there was no one before him doing what he was doing. If LeBron and Jordan kind of switch places, and like you know, LeBron was playing that era, and like we'd never seen him before, then we kind of make that goat case for him a lot more greater because he'd be in that spot where there's no one else really before him. Yeah, I mean, like, but you, like like you guys were saying, like you know, we're we're almost certain that you see it. You see it now. Like you go to a, any playground, any park, you're gonna see kids, you know, mimicking LBJ. You know his his celebrations or like his shots or the way he runs, the way he moves on the court. You know he he has that. You know people. Mm-hmm. He I'm sure there's things LeBron has come up with that has never been done before, that will be studied, that will be you know copied by many other people. But I'm saying like the base of his game, you know, him coming out of high school into the league. I mean, he even wore the same number as Jordan. Can I also make this point too? Sure. This is this is kind of like on the terms of like time timeline and everything. Like Jordan had those what he he did like three or four years in college, right? In college he had right. Dean Smith, one of the best college coaches ever. Right. So he had the development right. there in college. He also had Phil Jackson, right? Like arguably one right. of the best coaches of all time. LeBron has never had that, you know, that coach, that development, right? He kind of developed it on his own. He, I've always had that as like one of my major like arguments to why LeBron's the GOAT, right? He had nobody coaching him to become great. He kind of developed the greatness on his own. Two words for you. David Blatt. David Blatt. <laughs> Wasn't that the coach that the, the Cavs had a couple years ago? Yes. That's my argument. Greatest coach of all time, David Blatt. In that case, though, in that case, though, how much of a role did Tyron Lue play in them coming back from 3-1? I'm just kidding. I'm okay, just okay. kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I was about to say. I was about to say. <laughs> but see here, here's my other thing like I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the the college stuff right because lebron came straight out of high school yeah jordan went to college you know was it two three years imagine if he made the jump straight to to the nba because arguably he was ready to come like right out right out of college like you know maybe even after his freshman year of college he could have came out mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that could have been more years under his belt where that could have just added to his greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would argue that without the coaching, like he even credits Dean Smith for the player that he is, right? I mean, obviously, he was great in college, but he accredited Dean Smith to be to who he was. I understand that. And like, you know, I, I agree with you on that point. But let me put it like this. Michael Jordan was coached by Dean Smith. Michael Jordan has had a Hall of Fame career. You know, how many other players have been coached by Dean Smith and had the type of career that Mike had? You know, so there there definitely has to be a, a, t- a sense of, like, individual input that, that Mike made. Like, don't get me wrong. I agree with you completely. 
and I'm I'm so certain that yeah. there's been Hall of Famers that you know came from the tutelage of Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, um, it's it's the same thing for for LeBron, like in the sense that LeBron is arguably one of the greatest to do it to come out of high school. But Kobe also came out of high school. KG also came out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all these high school these these guys that came out of high school that also have Hall of Fame careers. You know, um, Kobe had Phil Jackson, but I mean, who did KG have? I don't yeah. even. I think. Uh, I mean, prior to that, because he was great while he was in Minnesota. I don't even know who their coach was. I don't know. Maybe Flip Saunders or something like that. I don't even know. But I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think this was a good. First take, first hot take. <laughs> first hot take about the goat debate. Um, I like the energy we brought, but I think for the next show, I'm gonna have to have some backup to make the make it a little bit you even. Reddit too, a little yes, bit of two v two right here. <laughs> we'll run some uh, some two on two. So we'll we'll save the the rest of the discussions. We have other topics that we want to get into with with this, but we'll save that for future episodes. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, before we go, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you guys would like to add, Lawrence, Nat? Nah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, I loved the uh, I like back this. and forth. Uh, it's, it's all yeah. it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. You know, we're, we're not you know hate on each other. It was great. I loved it. It's all respect, Lawrence. It's all love, all respect. Yeah, all love. Uh, both LeBron and Jordan, great players. No discrediting whatsoever. Gotta definitely say that again. Hundred uh, percent. We'll go more in depth with it in the near future so until then everybody stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you guys next time this has been a fuse podcast original produced by yours truly nat with music by johnny c